Welcome to Canada's podcast. Hello, I'm Mario Taniguzzi with Calgary's podcast on Canada's podcast network. Joining me today is Gennaro Silvestri, President and CEO of Ape Canada and Tag Intercontinental. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you, Mario. How are you? Oh, I'm doing great. And uh, let's start, uh, Gennaro, by uh, uh, maybe explaining what the two companies are and what you got, uh, what you do. Absolutely. So uh, we have two companies, like you mentioned. Uh, our first one is Ape Canada. So Ape Canada is the proud representatives to North America for Piaggio Ape, the famous three-wheel scooters from Italy, uh, you know, that we've seen everywhere and, and all over Europe, uh, little worker bees. Well, actually, the word Ape means bee in Italian, so it's very appropriate. Uh, we are actually just in the process of finalizing our electric Apes, uh, which are going to transport Canada to become street legal. So that's quite amazing. Uh, and then our other company is Tag Intercontinental. And Tag Intercontinental, our catchphrase is purveyor of cool things. Uh, so what we do in that is we have robots, we have e-mobility. Uh, so we have a really high-end, beautiful, uh, handmade carbon uh, e-bike. We have a folding e-bike. Uh, and we're also branching out to soon have motorcycles coming in in the fall as well. So pretty exciting times. So tell me, uh, first of all, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Ape. Uh, okay. For the what kind of use? And and again, uh, you know, you're based in Calgary, but you know, if you can explain to people, like uh, your reach is across the country, right? For for these products, right? Absolutely. Yeah, we are based in Calgary, and actually, reaches North America. Uh, you know, Calgary's our hub and probably one of our smallest markets, unfortunately. Uh, but as far as uses, anything and everything. Uh, in 2014 in Europe, uh, this whole little mini food truck craze started and people were taking the Ape pickup trucks and converting them into little food trucks. Uh, what we've seen a lot of and has been really popular in North America is Prosecco carts. Uh, they're everywhere. Uh, so, you know, there's different types of tap car carts. Uh, we have one client here in Calgary that we did uh, a unit for and hers is called Suds and Sodas. And what she does is she does adult floats. So can you imagine a root beer? bourbon float oh my god heaven on earth uh they have one with uh raspberry beer and vanilla ice cream Ooh. heavenly absolutely delightful <laughs> so i mean there's there's a lot of opportunities that can be done uh and and you know what they're they're handy even just to have on an acreage or you know a campground um if you can believe it that little truck can actually carry a thousand pounds which yeah. is pretty impressive for something so small and it's a little 335 cc diesel engine and, you know, hopefully soon we're going to be releasing our electrics, which are even more powerful. And the beauty of those is they're electric. So zero emissions and green. So, you know, and we have this kind of romantic uh, 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 idea and, and, and perception of the of the Apes, right? And in, in Rome, going through the tight, uh, you know, little places, yeah. you know, right up there with the Vespas, right? Uh when you think about mobility in uh, in Italy, Vespa and uh, the Ape, right? Absolutely, and and it's Piaggio. It's the same company. Yeah. And really, uh, if you go back in genealogy, the Vespa is what originally started the Ape uh, in 1947 when Italy was coming out of the Second World War. There yeah. wasn't a lot of money, and you know, Mister Piaggio, for lack of a better name, had a brilliant idea and said, "Hey, how can we change these?" So what he did is he actually converted 
At that time, it was the front to be cargo. And then it evolved into the back. And then it stayed and it turned into the outfit. So good on you. I mean, it's something that's lasted a long time and is going to keep moving forward. If I have anything to say about it. Yeah. So tell me, uh, when's the first time you ever drove one? Oh, I think I was seven years old oh uh, <laughs> with my grandfather in Italy. Uh, yeah. I didn't know what I was doing at the time. I thought it was really cool. And it, it's, I hate to say it, but I think somewhere in my psyche, that little romantic moment of being, you know, with my grandfather and, you know, he had his little handicap hat on and we drove around and, you know, we picked up, you know, we went to the market, we got fish and then we went and got bread for my grandmother and unloaded everything. It, it was amazing. And, you know, I could still hear the cries and, you know, being a young man in Italy, I didn't want to wake up early, but at six o'clock in the morning, those guys would be going down the street selling fresh tomatoes, fresh fish, fresh fruit. Um, and it's funny, even to this day, there's a little hole on the top of the ape that's for your speaker. Oh, so, <laughs> and they were blasting, you know, pomodori freschi, pesci freschi. So you can imagine the dismay of a, a young man going, I want to sleep. Why is this guy selling this fresh stuff in the morning? Yeah. But we're hoping that that comes, something like that comes back to Canada. Because you know what? We need a little romance in our lives and a little nostalgia is always good. It's good for the soul. Yeah, it is good for the soul. Now, I visited your uh, your place there a couple of times. Uh, um, and what I was really intrigued by was the little robot, right? And uh, that uh, that you guys sell, uh, uh, the Jita. Can you talk a little bit about that and tell me uh, how so, it works? So through an initiative with uh, Piaggio, uh, there's a company in Boston called Fast Forward. So Piaggio was the largest shareholder of the company. So therefore, it's Piaggio Fast Forward. So we were able to connect with that through our API connection. And what it is, is Jita is a little carry-all robot. Uh, so they have one that carries 50 pounds, and they have another one that carries 20 pounds. And, and, and it's amazing. It's this little ball that uh, it has LiDAR and vision sensors. You touch the button, and it follows your legs. And the whole premise around it is uh, in Jita, or sorry, Ajita in Italian is a little trip. So it's, what could you do if you had someone carry your stuff? You would take a little jita. And funny enough, the large jita, a case of wine fits perfectly inside. So you know there's some Italian ingenuity there for sure. <laughs> and for North America, I'm sure I could put a couple flats of beer in there as well. <laughs> <laughs> so that too is uh, available across North America. Absolutely, yeah. For that, we are the Canadian representatives because it is based out of the United States. Uh, we have our counterparts there who do that. But yeah, it is available. And you know what? It's it's been interesting. It, it's a pricey little unit. It is a robot at the end of the day, but man, to see people's faces light up is amazing. My wife takes it to the grocery store, and you know what started out as getting one thing ends up two hours later, and it's like, okay, well, I'm on this Instagram, I'm on this TikTok, I'm on this <laughs> website. So it's always kind of funny to see how people react. Well, that's a kind. That's a thing, right? Which is kind of interesting with these cool products, right? Uh, uh, is uh, whether it's the robot or whether it's the uh, the little truck. Uh, they you call them the Instagrammable moments in this day and age, right? <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I just okay. got to figure out how to convert that into dollars and cents. <laughs> <laughs> Let's talk a little bit about yourself, uh, Gennaro, and being a, an entrepreneur. Uh, uh, first of all, how, how long ago did you get into the, uh, doing this? Uh, so we're coming up to about two and a half years now with uh, Ape. Uh, and I mean, I've always been an entrepreneur. Uh, for many years, I had a restaurant in Inglewood. 
Um, you know, before that, I, I did various forms of sales. I was in the diamond industry. You know, I've always been fa- passionate about food. I'm a Red Seal chef by trade. So it, it's always been in there. And you know what? Once you're an entrepreneur, you're always an entrepreneur. And, you know, the definition of an entrepreneur is just a really lousy employee. So, <laughs> and, 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 and the reality is, is it, 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 it's fun. You know what? It's, you get to carve out your own days. You get to carve out your own hours. I mean, right now it's 24 yeah. seven, but you know what? I mean, that's the sacrifices you make. So somewhere along the way that you're going to have an opportunity to say, Hey, I did that, or we did that, you know, yeah. and, and that's exciting. What have been the toughest challenges uh, for you to be an entrepreneur? Well, right now, as far as the current projects that we're doing, the biggest challenge that I'll be honest is logistics and trying to develop a market on a limited budget. Um, you know, we all know that marketing, you know, the old saying is what's the difference between a good idea and a bad idea? Marketing, right? Yeah. Uh, and, and, you know, we've had some discussions about how to do that cost effectively and where we can go and things. And it is a challenge, uh, but more importantly, logistics, because we're bringing everything from overseas, uh, you know, and this whole thing started through the pandemic. So yeah. everyone was focused on sending in PPE and the, and the rates were going up and up and up and up and up. Unfortunately, now the shipping lines have gotten a little better, but the rates are still up, 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 up. Yeah. You know, you know, shipping a container is, is very expensive. Now that we're moving into the electrics and the e-mobility stuff, it gets even more expensive because now we're starting to deal with lithium batteries and dangerous goods. Yeah, exactly. Like, what's your uh, advice that we you would give to people that wanted to be or want to be an entrepreneur? You know what? <clears throat> I think if if you can find something that you're passionate about, it, it's amazing how that can translate through everything you do. And, and when I say translate in everything you do, it translates in your marketing. It translates in the experience. Um, you know, if, if I didn't think Apple's were cool, I couldn't get you excited about them, yeah. right? And, and it's amazing when you start breaking things down like that and looking at what excites me. You know, and, and you might have funny things that excite you. It might be a part of your hobby that excites you. It might be, you know, it could be anything. But I mean, you need to have that genuine excitement about what you're doing because you can't fake that, you know? And, and that transfers through in everything you do, whether it's, whether you're religious, whether you're community minded, uh, you know, whether you're just a workaholic, you know, th- there's a passion there. And then that needs to be relayed through everything you do, you know, and kudos to you. I see that in everything you do. So my compliments. <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> um, it's going to be a weird question, but uh, being Italian, uh, how does that uh, translate into being a businessman? <laughs> okay, it is weird. You know what? It, it's it kind of goes back to exactly what we said before. Uh, there's an old saying I heard a long time ago: "Is Italians do everything passionately, love and hate." Yeah. Um, and, and, and you know what? It, it's been good. I mean, for us, especially with the products that we deal with, they're almost exclusively from Italy. Yeah. So speaking the language, and also it's you know understanding that whole culture and mindset, you know of. You know, adomani, 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 you know, yeah. like tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. You really got to massage it. I mean, there's people that have tried to bring the apes in in the past and they gave up because they weren't, I guess, for lack of a better term, embracing that whole Italian mentality. It was once said to me a long time ago that Italians will only export what they don't want. So <laughs> you, you kind of have to get them to, 
understand why they should export. And, and, and it, it can be challenging, but it's also rewarding. I mean, we've been blessed and, and, you know, through some of the connections with you as well, Mario, that we've been able to connect with some other, you know, Italian businessmen. And, and it's amazing. You start getting that drive and everybody sees that passion. Um, you know, Italian engineers, they're some of the most revered in the world because they're the only engineers that go into the business with passion. Engineers in North America go into it to make a lot of money. Yeah. Europeans go into it because they want to make it better. And they want to. So I think being Italian has been a blessing because it, it, it's that passion that really shines through in everything we do. You know what? I'm, I'm, I'm kind of curious, you know, going back to the app for a second, uh, you know, uh, the reactions you get uh, from the old, oh, say, older Italian uh, people uh, when they see one of these. Oh, my God. It, you know what? It literally melts your heart. You know, uh, we did an event up in Edmonton for the Italian Center for their grand opening. And I still remember vividly this little old Italian man with a cane walked up and he put his hand on the Abbe and he's like, my father and I used to run this in Campania. And like, you know, he was in his late 80s and literally there's a little tear going down his eye because it literally brought him back to when he was a little boy. It's that, that passion, like, I, and I'm even telling you about this and I'm getting goosebumps. Me too. It, it, <laughs> the, you know, Mario, it's insane. The, the passion and, and it, it just brings them back to a spot where they were happy, you know, and things didn't matter. You know, back in the 30s and 40s oh. and 50s, they didn't have a lot of money, but they didn't care either. Yeah. It was about being with your family, enjoying a glass of wine, you know, and time together, a gelato. and that to me that those images are are so vivid yeah exactly so yeah you mentioned uh, being a chef as well can can you talk a little bit about that what got you into being a chef and you know what it's it, it's mom and dad i mean it's you know it's our culture i mean there was never a moment in our house like i don't remember until i was in my late teens ever going to a restaurant because i drove myself yeah. You know, my dad was hamburger. I don't want a hamburger. You mama make a better food. No hamburger. <laughs> you know, and, and it was, it's just that love for food and it's just the love for freshness. And, you know, keep going back to that. It's all about the love, right? And, yeah. you know, the family table is amazing. And, you know, you had birthday parties and you had every aunt and uncle and cousin and it was always in the basement and the kids would run up to the basement window and say, oh, who's here? Who's here? Right. It's. <laughs> And you know what? That just carries over into everything you do. And it, it, it's, it just, as you know, it, that stuff oozes out of your pores. You can't deny it. No, that's true. Uh, that's true. So, hey, why don't you uh, take one of those apes and uh, set up a little uh, moving Italian restaurant? Oh, my God. Honestly, we're so busy, Mario. I'd love to. Hey, maybe that's a job for you. You have some time on your hands, right? <laughs> Oh yeah, no kidding. I think Mario's has a nice ring to it. It could be anything. <laughs> Not East Side Mario's. <laughs> West Side Mario's. <laughs> West Side Mario's. Uh, North American Mario's. <laughs> okay. So what? So um, what got you to make that transition from uh, from being a chef to doing what you're doing now? You know what? It, it's all about uh, Italian culture and Italian product and bringing that experience here. Uh, I, I think that's truly what it was. I mean, 
it, the Italian passion is in everything we do. So, you know, the ape back in Italy when we were, when I was young and we went, it would be bringing you fresh food. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it, it's delivering fresh produce. It's, it's bringing you new and exciting things. And, and it, in a really offbeat sort of way, it kind of is an extension of all that. It's, you know, an alternative. It's, it's bringing a cost-effective means of transportation. It's, you know, how do we bring that little bit of paradise back, you know, whether it's through your food, your culture, you, you know, even your t-shirts, you know, and everything. It, it's, it's all about driving that experience back. Yeah. Is there any other cool products out there that you'd like to, to bring to North America? Well, one of the things that we're we're just finalizing everything because they're going through the homologation process in Italy is we're going to be bringing an electric motorcycle, and ah. uh, made in Italy, uh, multitude of colors, all carbon fiber, zero to a hundred in four seconds. Oh, like that's a little rocket ship. <laughs> so I think people <laughs> in my family would forbid me to have one of those. <laughs> well, let's just say I got a guy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, no, no kidding and uh all right well super uh, Gennaro I that was super I appreciate your time and uh taking and uh taking some time here to explain what you guys do there thank you so much Mario for having me you have an amazing day sir you too that was Gennaro Silvestri president and CEO of Ape Canada and Tag Intercontinental I'm Mario Tanaguzzi with Calgary's podcast on Canada's Podcast Network. Thanks for joining us today.